welcome to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. This is Season 2, Episode 32, and it was a very fun sports weekend. The Hawkeyes beat the Huskers to extend that streak to seven games. Scott Frost is now 0-4 against the Hawkeyes. Poor Frosty. There really is no hope for that program at this point. They're going to give Frost one more year, and the payout will be lower when they fire him after the 2022-2023 season. It's, it's kind of cruel to the fans to string them along for one more year of Frost, but he sold the new AD, Trev Alberts, on the idea that they're so close. They're so close. They're almost winning these games. Reduce my salary by a million dollars next year. Cut my buyout in half. And if you look at this year, they've, they've lost nine points was the most they've lost by. Um, Single-digit losses is what they're all about. That team is not going anywhere with Frost at the helm. But after a bit of a scare with some really bizarre plays, including a reverse touchdown, the Hawkeyes scored. It was inexplicably reversed by the refs. The Hawkeyes came back and won by a touchdown. It was another one-possession loss by Nebraska. And they've had chances to win every one of those games, but they self-destruct. It's a reflection of the coach. And he sent four offensive coaches packing three weeks ago to take the fall for him. And he bought a year, but he'll be gone after next season, three and nine in year four, with the only wins against Fordham, Buffalo, and Northwestern. I mean, if Nebraska has fallen that far and they're acceptable, that's acceptable to them, and they're going to give a guy another chance in year four, that's just amazing to me. Well, the Hawkeyes have two losses on the season to eight and four Big Ten teams, Purdue and Wisconsin. So, I mean, no bad losses for the Hawkeyes when they've lost to Purdue and Wisconsin. And they won the Big Ten West outright with a seven and two record with three teams tying at six and three behind them. So the Hawkeyes are heading to Indianapolis on a Friday afternoon in Lincoln. The day after Thanksgiving, the Huskers received the ball first, and the game started with a 19-yard pass by freshman quarterback Logan Smothers to Toure. And the Huskers really seemed to have it going on offense. They were running the triple option, Smothers and Yant running the ball, and a 28-yard pass from Smothers to Toure to get to the 8-yard line. And the freshman quarterback ran it in for a touchdown. The Huskers struck first. Seven to nothing, and the triple option was working like a charm for the Huskers. The Hawkeyes answered with an 11 play, 74 yard drive. Touchdown scored on play action. Fourth and one. Loved seeing the Hawkeyes going for it there. And Padilla faked the handoff. Great play call. Threw it to the tight end, Laporta. Pass was a little bit off the mark, but Laporta brought it in with one hand. Landed on his rear end, fell on his back. Looked like the Husker defender batted the ball out. The play was reviewed. There was no view showing where the ball was when it came out. Somehow, they reversed the touchdown. And I have no clue how a referee could reverse that call with no view of the ball when it came out. The receiver had the ball when his rear end hit the ground. He was laying on his back when it popped loose. So, great drive by the Hawkeyes and no points. And that was just not a good situation at all. I mean... To take it all the way down to the one and get zero points, that is a really tough situation. Well, the Hawkeyes did get a field goal 
pull within four, three to seven. And Caleb Shudak, he just continues his impressive year. He had, it was a 51-yard field goal that Nebraska answered right away with a 13-play, 75-yard drive. Again, Smothers running the triple option, passing the ball, and the Hawkeyes' defense just seemed out of sorts there. An easy one-yard run for Yant to make it 14-3. to But before the end of the half, the Hawkeyes were able to drive down the field, get a 48-yard field goal. Another impressive kick by Caleb Shudak to pull with an eight at halftime. Well, again, the Hawkeyes looked like they were on track for a comeback to start the second half. Spencer Petrus came in at quarterback to relieve Padilla, who struggled a bit in the first half, threw some passes that, boy, it looked like they were going to get picked off. (laughs) Those Nebraska defenders just have paddles for hands or something. They could not catch any passes, luckily. But Petrus... Nice third and nine pass to Charlie Jones, who got the first down. Potabom with a 26-yard run. A little misdirection to the right side. He broke a tackle, rambled for 26. And then the unexplainable play happened with Tyler Goodson streaking down the middle to the end zone, ran into center. All-American center Tyler Linderbaum dropped the football when he hit Tyler Baum in the back. I think maybe the elbow of Tyler Linderbaum hit the ball. Inside the five-yard line, dropped the ball, fell down. Nebraska recovered it. Nebraska ball. And, oh my gosh, another drive within the five-yard line and zero points. Two nice drives on the day, zero points to show for it. That's hard for any team to overcome. And from the Iowa six-yard line, Nebraska took nine plays to get another touchdown and go up 21-6 to at this point. ESPN, on their app, had a 94% chance for a win for Nebraska. Things did not look good there. 21-6, to the Hawkeyes are down. Well, the Hawks got a little something going with some Petrus passing on the next drive. Shudak got a 36-yard field goal to make it 21-9. Still not feeling great as the Hawkeyes need to get seven to get back in this game, not settle for field goals. But after a three and out, Great job. The defense is just starting to get in their groove. They're starting to step up. Senior Henry Marquise blocked the Nebraska punt. The ball popped into the air. Kyler Fisher grabbed the ball, rambled for 14 yards into the end zone for a touchdown. The Hawks down just 16-21 to now. A touchdown could win this game. Well, the Hawkeyes got a fumble recovery, and it seemed like things were just falling apart for the Cornhuskers as they normally do for the Cornhuskers in crunch time. After a rough three and out for the Hawkeyes, Torrey Taylor pinned Nebraska at seven-yard line. He's been so good for the Hawkeyes this year, that field position game. And on the second play of the drive, Lucas Van Ness, he is going to be one heck of a player, the young defensive lineman. He shed his blocker, and Smothers tried to get rid of the ball as Van Ness was taking him down in the end zone. He was called for intentional grounding, And the result, a safety and two points for the Hawkeyes. Suddenly, it's 18-21 and just a three-point deficit for the Hawks. Well, after another drive, getting the Hawkeyes three points with the money man, Caleb Shudak kicking from 44 yards and tying the game, the Hawkeyes' defense forced a three-and-out punt, followed by a six-play, 76-yard drive 
for the Hawkeyes, led by Tyler Goodson, who had a 55-yard run, and then Spencer Petrus cleaned it up. He scored the touchdown on a quarterback sneak from the two-yard line to take a seven-point lead. At this point, the Hawkeyes' defense was not going to get beat. Sophomore cornerback Jamari Harris got the interception to end the game. The Hawkeyes win 28-21 and have now won seven in a row against the Cornhuskers, eight out of the last nine. Well, in this game, the Hawkeyes led in total yards 364 to 327 for Nebraska. Surprisingly, Nebraska passed for 198 yards to 178 for Iowa with that freshman quarterback. The Hawkeyes rushed for 186, held the Huskers to 129 on the ground. Spencer Petrus, in relief in the second half, was 7 of 13 passing, 102 yards. Padilla, 6 of 14 for 76. Tyler Goodson, over 1,100 yards on the season now, 23 carries, 156 yards. Sam Laporta led the Hawks in receiving three catches, 61 yards. He was robbed of a one-yard touchdown by the referees. Charlie Jones had three catches for 31 yards. Jack Campbell led the defense with 16 tackles. We've come, you know, we're, we're pretty used to that at this point. He's, he's the leader about every week. Benson had 10. Kerner with seven tackles. Van Ness, again, he's going to be one heck of a player. Uh, by the time he's done as a Hawkeye, six tackles. He had this, that big sack. Shudak, I just want to mention him again. What a year. He's 4-4 four of four in this game in field goals. 51-yarder, 48-yarder, 14 points, including the two extra points. So he was just a huge part of this game. I was surprised Smothers did as well as he did passing the ball. 16 of 22 for 198 yards. He started the game 7 of 7 passing. But he had the interception at the end of the game. Led the team with 64 yards on, on 24 carries. The Hawkeyes' defense got better as the game went along, as they usually do, and shut Nebraska down in the fourth quarter. Well, to round out the football weekend, the boat-rowing Gophers of Minnesota, led by P.J. Fleck, beat the Wisconsin Badgers at home to win the Paul Bunyan's Axe. And better yet, give the... Give the Wisconsin Badgers three Big Ten losses on the season. So the Hawkeyes, at 7-2, and two, won the Big Ten West outright. Three teams tied for second at 6-3. and three. So next up for the Hawkeyes is a bonus game in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Michigan Wolverines, who knocked off the Ohio State Buckeyes for the first time in what seems like forever to win the East. It was Harbaugh's first win against the Buckeyes. Bonus football for the Hawkeyes. If the Hawks win, they may get to go to the Rose Bowl again. It's going to be a tough game. Michigan is solid on both sides of the ball, and its only loss was a close game in East Lansing. So it's going to be really interesting, a fun game. Looking forward to it. And the Hawkeyes get the opportunity to play for a Big Ten championship. Now let's switch gears to basketball. And Fran McCaffrey's Hawkeyes took on 2-2 two two Portland State on Friday night. The Hawkeyes came out looking like they had too much turkey and stuffing on Thursday. Could have been a controversial green bean casserole. I don't know. But the high-flying, high-scoring Hawkeyes only led 33-20 to at halftime. But scored 52 points in the second half to win 85-51. to In the end, the Hawkeyes shot 48.5% from the field, 32% from three. 
Only six three-pointers made in this game. The Hawkeyes continue to excel from the free-throw line, making 79% out-rebounded Portland State by four. A little bit concerned with the rebounding. Uh, some of these teams are getting quite a few offensive rebounds against the Hawkeyes, and the Hawkeyes' rebounding margin in the past has typically been quite a bit higher than it has been lately. So guys need to start putting a body especially on those offensive players, keeping them out of the lane when shots go up. 11 steals for the Hawkeyes, and more turnovers than normal, but a bit of a rough start in this game, 13 total turnovers. Keegan Murray led the team in scoring. He had 23 points, 9 rebounds. He was a little bit cold from 3. He only hit 1 of 5. Patrick McCaffrey was second in scoring. I don't think he had a field goal in the first half. Huge second half. He was making acrobatic dunks, lay-ins, getting fouled, and ones. He had a three-pointer. And speaking of dunks, Keegan Murray had a Jordan-type dunk. It was a coast-to-coast fast break. He dribbled down, flushed it after dump, jumping from about 10 feet from the hoop. He and Patrick McCaffrey can really score on fast breaks. Fabracha, nine rebounds. Five points off the bench. Chris Murray with 13 points on five of nine shooting, two of two from three. He's really showing some of the stuff that Keegan Murray showed last year early on. He's ad- he's advancing well. He's going to be a key guy off the bench for the Hawkeyes this year. Great rebounder. He is shooting threes at a really high clip, and really excited to see him continue to, to develop. Sanford struggled shooting in this game. He had four points. Tony Perkins, again, really looking energized out there. He had two great dunks in transition, 10 points on four of six shooting. The Hawkeyes win, advance to 6-0. And next week starts the big-time competition. ACC Challenge, two Big Ten games. Cyclones, it's go time for Iowa basketball. Really interested to see how this young team will respond to that challenge. So we have a huge week coming up for Hawkeye Sports. On Monday, it's Iowa against Virginia. Virginia is 5-2. and two. They're an unbelievable defensive team. I hate their style of play. Um, they just try to suffocate teams with that defense. I love the Hawkeyes, who love to open it up and play offense and run and gun. So who's going to win that battle? It's going to be interesting to see. Virginia does have a couple losses on the season. And then this, these 10-2 and two Hawkeyes, this football team that won 10 games in the regular season, had a chance at 11th win in the Big Ten Championship game. Plus, they've got a bowl game coming up for a 12th win possibility. Now, obviously, Michigan is going to be favored in this game. Initially, what I saw was 10.5-point favorite. So, hey, the Hawkeyes just have to go in there thinking – we always have a chance, and they do. I mean, how many times have we counted the Hawkeyes out of games like this? And they've beaten Michigan. They've beaten Penn State. They've beaten Ohio State. And this offensive line has kind of been a struggle this year, but they keep getting better. So they're out there practicing right now. Mason Richmond was back against the Huskers, and the line just seems to be kind of moving along. They're doing a little bit better in pass protection. And it looks like the offensive calls have gotten better, too. I mean, 
little bit better suited for what this team can do. So this is just a huge week. Championship game on Saturday night. Okay, basketball. Again, Virginia Monday. Purdue on Friday. And we're going to have a better idea of what this basketball team looks like after those games. Purdue, by the way, has blown everybody out they've played this year, including wins over North Carolina and 7th-ranked Villanova. They might be ranked number one when the Hawkeyes play them on Friday. So how will Fran McCaffrey's Hawkeyes respond at Purdue? A road game. Two road games in a row. So just crazy schedule coming up. But, you know, this was a great, great weekend. The Hawkeyes beating the Huskers and Scott Frost again. And championship game to look forward to this coming Saturday. So coming up will be a preview for Michigan later this week. Huge basketball games coming up. Just excited for Hawkeye sports right now. How much success they're having. Been a lot of fun. Go Hawks!